you listen to Irish Radio Kansas Home and Abroad at Folk Alliance International Kansas City 2023 where Culture Ireland and uh, other Irish artists are here representing the wonderful depth of Irish culture and I'm delighted to be sitting across from Aoife Scott Aoife it's great to sit down and actually chat with you face to face it's lovely Austin yeah it's, it's great to meet you we've chatted, we've, we've chatted in Zoom and we've chatted yeah. over the phone yeah. for many times but it's great to sit across from you um, you last night were hosting a um, private showcase yes. Women of Note mm-hmm. and um, a wonderful title Thanks. wonderful title and, yeah. and uh, they just First of all, a little about yourself, because uh, you know I always—it's useful to remind people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I'm a singer-songwriter um, from Dublin, but I come from a very musical family. Um, I didn't want to get into music <laughs> when I was growing up, and I went to college. I got a real job because of my family and because of the pressures of being from such a musical family. And the musical family is a black family. My mother is Francis Black. I am Mary Black. So I tried really hard not to do it because. I was all, I'm always compared to um, everybody, and even my cousins are very successful, everybody. But uh, I realized that I was denying something to myself um, when I got a little bit older, and I had to kind of really think about what I wanted to do with my life. And I said, right, well, I'm going to have to deal with being compared and suck it up and lose that chip on my shoulder. And, and uh, then became a full-time uh, yeah, touring musician, so that's where we are. And um, we're over with Women of Note. Uh, doing this private showcase as part of Temple Bar Tradfest which is um, an event that happens in January in Dublin every year and Women of Note came out of that festival Going back to being from the musical family Mm -hmm. because your mum her stage name is her maiden name Yes so at least you know you're able to operate under your dad's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, one, so yeah. you know, while the, the tradition is there for someone who may not know, at least it gives you the freedom and uh, that ability to. Well, I do uh, find in North America that it's a lot more easier for me to be my own self. Here. Yes, to yeah. find your own identity. Whereas in Ireland, uh, you're never not who you are. You yeah, know? I know. <laughs> but everybody's family's like that. So you're yeah, John's brother from down the road who runs the. Yeah, well, it was your great grandfather and then yeah, your grandfather. Yeah, exactly. And there's always because Irish people are obsessed with the connection of. Who you are and well, who they know, and so, well, so like, you, know. you know, if we had a conversation now, often I bet you know we'd know somebody in, in like in, in like in common. I you know, you, well, I, I, I know what I tell you probably worse. We'd probably find somewhere both related. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> because when I did my DNA, I found that I was the sixth cousin to my wife. Oh my God, that's that's so Irish. What a typical statement that is. <laughs> That is unbelievable. <laughs> and there was no reason for it. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Yeah. anyway, started. <laughs> so no. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so you you decided that you you couldn't live the life of the nine to five straight. Yeah. Yeah. What were you What were you planning I, on being? I was well. I was working. I had got my degree in in, uh, in digital media, and I was working in media. I was working on making documentaries, historical documentaries for TV. Okay. Um. So it was a big highfalutin job, and I was, I was on shows that are winning and all and I was going to the Irish Film Television Academies and I was all very highfalutin but um, it was something that I thought I wanted to do when I left school because it was something that I was really passionate about but slowly but surely I started to lose the passion and it was actually more about the fact that I I realised that the connection with people isn't there certain things started to happen I thought I wanted to be a television editor and then I realised being in a box all day doesn't suit me so I can't have a desk and being in a box I'm not talking to anybody you have yeah. to be talking to people and then so I started researching I started doing all this from work but um, what happened was I was on this production for a 1916 documentary it was a big production um, out in Galway and I was working I was a production manager on it and I was uh, in charge of everything and people were hanging out of me <laughs> uh, 
I, uh, the director, one of the actors was there, it was in 1916, so they had recreated the GPO, you know, the General Post Office from 1916, yeah. and all these uh, actors were there pretending to be, you know, James Connolly and all that. And there was one actor who was singing behind the set to give it the energy of, of you know, there was a, he was singing Bofini Men or something, and he had to go and pick up his kids. And uh, the director came up to me and says, Aoife, will you sing a song behind the set there just to give the energy for the director, you know? Yeah. So I sang, um, sang Bofini Men behind the set. And afterwards, the director came up to me and goes, Geez, Aoife, will you sing on the soundtrack? So not only was I the production manager, the researcher, the archive researcher, I was doing everything. They asked me to sing on the soundtrack, but it was that moment of hearing my voice on TV and people's reaction, not to the documentary, because I'm so proud of the documentary. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Re- reaction to my voice that made me go, actually, maybe I should, maybe I'm actually good to do this. When you said the reaction to your voice, yeah, I think everybody has a um, negative reaction when <laughs> when they hear their own voice yeah. for the first time okay. and it, take, it takes a bit of getting used to yeah, yeah. even when like I know with radios that you know you get you, you kind of get comfortable hearing your own voice yeah. where someone who doesn't record or do that oftentimes they never horrible yeah, yeah it yeah. takes time yeah, yeah. and then you can actually sit back and listen to your own voice yeah. kind of objectively well I can't like I find I'll make an album very difficult that's why I haven't got a third one because I find that part hard I find right. having to listen to my vocal over and over it starts to, the negativity comes in really badly and so it just makes me very anxious so then I just put it off for ages and I'm like I don't need one but I do need <laughs> one I do need another album going so uh, that's one of my things is that I have a big chip on my shoulder about having to listen to my voice over and over because your negative element comes out your critical side and it just tears you down so you have to work really hard to build yourself up to be able to go into the studio you need have to be like a boxer yes you know ready to go fight yeah. with that negative side of you going oh I can do this so I'm going to make this music yeah, but unlike a boxer or anybody else you're fighting with yourself yeah. the boxer's fighting with someone yeah. else yeah. and that's really also it's, it's a lot of energy like so not only are you making an album in the studio you're going in to do all this real emotional stuff you're also dealing with this huge self impo- I have this massive imposter syndrome I had to deal with this during lockdown right that you know, I have this voice in my head going who do you think you are singing <laughs> but it's funny because I'm like I come from the most musical family in Ireland if I'm not doing it then what am I going to be doing you know so I have to really kind of think about that because if I think that I, if I'm an imposter in the most musical family this is our family business yeah then that's that's totally deluded I have to deal with my delusions do you know what I mean and, and put them away like. and I guess the other thing you have to put out, uh, out of your head is that um, when particularly members of your family oh that's really difficult when they praise you for what you do yeah that you can accept it objectively again and that kind of simple they're, well, only, they're only just saying that oh, well you're what you'd be worried about more so with the negative things that they might <laughs> say to you because they're very honest you know the right. box, yeah and um, my mom would be very very sensitive to me and my sensitivity but you'd be afraid of the rest of them you know because they are they know their stuff yeah. they do know their stuff it's not their first rodeo yeah. and if you're making an album and they are not really mad about it it is crushing but at the same time I'm not making an album for them yes, you know so you have yeah. to kind of accept that I'm actually not looking for their approval anymore right. than when I was originally you yes, know? yes and um, it's not for them that I'm making music I'm making it for myself and I'm making it for people who want to hear my voice recorded so they can hear music you know now your musical partner mm-hmm. is also your relation life, life partner your life partner relationship partner <laughs> yeah. and while he's on um, recordings with you. Yes. Uh, when it comes to the critical evaluation, 
Uh, it must be a challenge for him. And oh, Andy, Andy, really Andy is not here to defend himself. No, because I'm really bad. I'm very critical, and I'll just tell him the truth straight away. So, um, and he has he's had to deal with that. So what he's had to learn is have a thicker skin and realize that it's not a personal thing. That it's because because we're so close. Like we were just into a chat there. This is folk conference is amazing. Janethine was there talking. You know, she's so amazing, and she was saying. Um, you know, you need to have a partner. You can't have a partner who's an artist. If you're an artist, you can't have a partner. Me and Andy sitting beside each other, you know. <laughs> and, and like, <laughs> like, because it doesn't work because you're both artists, and it's just you know you, you can't. You know, you're trying to do the the washing up, or you're trying to put on the dishwasher, and you're both artists, and it's not working. So we're both looking at each other, and that is a difficulty. You know, within because we're also we're gigging all the time together. We're never, you know, a lot of long-term relationships, married people, or whatever. We're not married yet, but. They have different lives without outside of their relationship, and, yes. and we actually don't really. We're, yes. we're together all the time, you know. Even yeah. when you said to me there, when we get Andy, I was like, I'll be grand for five minutes away from each other yeah. because we're literally together all the time, which yeah. we like because we find it hard when we're not together. Then we actually have an ecosystem that works really well. But there is an element that it gets tough for both of us because we're both artists and we're both sensitive and we're both trying to make a living in this, you know hard industry and I know it's the thing that my wife and I often say to, uh, about it's again putting um, space and togetherness yeah yeah that's it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. giving a bit of headspace and making sure that we and so when we go home we're, we don't we might like we, we even though we're together all the time you know Andy has the kitchen because it's actually it, a little bit further away from the rest of the house it's kind of got a barrier between it so he can play guitar in the kitchen all day I and I'd be somewhere I else I can't say he'd be cooking well he is cooking as well <laughs> don't be telling us that <laughs> but he does make the dinner as well. But he plays guitar all day in there, and I might not see him until we meal time. Do you know okay. what I mean? And so that kind of suits us. Right. Like, you know, we're actually like, see you later, and he goes off from walking and whatever. And he's happy out not to be looking at me. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, that you found, you know, you were able to sit down this to Janice saying, uh, This isn't your first folk alliance. No. Um, when you were here, what, 2015? Very early in your career. Yeah. yeah. I was, yeah. Different experience. I did, because I didn't know what I was doing then. I didn't even have an album, like. Yeah. Um, and I was here, I was so green. I just, I, like, we're, the room we're in now, when we walked in, I haven't seen this room since I was 2015. I've never been in the, like, right. this conference this year or last year. Right. And I, I remember recording for a YouTube channel in this room. I was so nervous. I didn't know who this guy was. And, you know, there's just so many people here. And you're like, who are all these people and should I be talking to them? And the pressure, that's what I learned this year in particular. Because last year, even when I came back, there's just a lot of pressure to be networking and meeting people. And and I'm kind of, I should probably be doing a little bit more than I am, but I've taken the pressure off myself because I want to be able to enjoy it. Yes. And if you don't enjoy it, then you'll never come back again. Well, the other thing is if you're not enjoying it, you're actually not presenting your best side. No. And I think that's the thing. Like, I wanted to make sure that I was up for Janice. Yeah. I was saying to you there a second ago, I went to bed at five. I was in the <laughs> Quebec room <laughs> dancing. Uh, we were playing music till five o'clock, and it was very good fun. And uh, I was awake at eight because I wanted to see Janice, and I would have yeah. been really disappointed if I, I learned so much from her today. Right. And it's about inputting the information that you can get. I was, in, I was worried about coming back this year because I just feel like I'm not um, a huge hugely different when I showcased last year, yeah. and I wanted to be better coming back. But then I realised, you know what? We don't have to put the pressure on you. You are who you are. You're telling the stories. You don't know who's in the room when you're listening in your songs. That's right. And I'm not. It's not all about. I need to get the best agent. I need to get the best, you know, gigs. I need to get the best. It's about the process of getting there. And folk music is essentially about that. It's about the process 
of a long lasting career in music. You look at Janice and she's 71. And she's just like, and Mary Gautier yesterday, like she was just, they're just so, they're knowledgeable and interesting and inspiring. And, and I think that's what I got from this conference this year, is that I'm inspired to go back and write some songs, some songs and, and go recording. And, and I think probably in, in this environment, and when I say this environment, I mean the folk music environment, you have to be in touch with your passion mm -hmm. in order for you to be who you are. And if you're not, you're not presenting who you are yeah. and the other side aren't picking up on that. Yeah, yeah. No, I and do it, find that, yeah. yeah and yeah. if you are who you are, you don't have to do enough of that because yeah. you're being found. Yeah, yeah. And I do find that, like, maybe last year, and even, like, it may be in my first, like, so I'm doing, you do a showcase. So we're doing a private room showcase, which I'm hosting. So I'm showcasing in that room, and then I'm doing another showcase, which is in the round with these women, and that's what we're going to notice. But I get a bit nervous about my own showcase, and I don't think I actually am putting my best foot forward. I'm not like I, because I'm it's so intimate and it's so difficult to see the whites of people's eyes when you're singing your songs. That you should explain how what intimate means. Yeah, yeah because so no no one will get this. So the folk conference at 10:30 after the official showcases, which people get involved, and I haven't gone applied to these official showcases because like I want a new album, I want to be yeah. better, and I want yeah. you know. So you're kind of waiting. But so the private showcases are in hotel rooms on three different floors. Bedrooms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a hooli in the bedroom. It is a hooli, and every single bedroom <laughs> has people singing music and gigs. And so yes. we have we have kicked kitted out like with lights, and we're trying to make it yeah. very uh, more like a venue, more so than a bedroom, because it is strange to have isn't a bed. Isn't it? But we fold away the beds and we pretend that it's not a bedroom. Yeah. And people are sitting, and you've you've about twenty five chairs that you can fit into these bedrooms, like folding chairs. And people are sitting, waiting for you to perform. And I find that the hardest thing. I'd rather play to like ten thousand people, one thousand people. I'd rather do anything else than have to sit as close to them and nearly like prove yourself to them. It's just there's a pressure there that I feel. I can understand that, but on the other side, the coin because it's not just the one room. Mm -hmm. It's three floors of the hotel here, yeah. and the doors are open that everyone who's sitting in your room is there because they really want to be there. I know, yeah, yeah. So, they, in that sense... Well, the imposter syndrome comes back in there now. <laughs> like, you're like, oh no, they just like the lights that I put up, the fairy lights. The fairy lights, they saw. <laughs> they like the room. <laughs> They've been commissioned to come with a rental crowd. <laughs> Culture <laughs> Ireland rental crowd. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's been amazing. And, you know, we have another night of showcases tonight. So we start at 10.30 and we go to 2 a.m. And we've had all of uh, a lot of the Irish women because it's a, essentially a, a room for women of note, which is a gig that I do at Temple Park Trad Fest in January every year. For the last five years, it was called something else, but we started Women of Note last year. And last year, we had Peggy Seeger and Wallace Bird and an amazing traveller singer called Trish Riley and Lucia McCartland. And this year, we had Mary Coughlin and we had Dirnie Glack on. And then la last year, we met Charlie Lowry at the Folk Alliance and we invited her to come and do. Temple Bar Shot this right. year, and she blew everybody's. Right. Yeah, she was just amazing. She's from North Carolina. She's an Indigenous singer, right. and she just came in and like in St. Patrick's Cathedral, like six hundred people. And I was I was ner I get nervous that the dynamics not going to work on the stage because I'm I'm presenting it and I'm trying to pull people out of themselves. With yeah, it. Yeah. And I was a little bit nervous because they, when you're dealing with six solo artists or five solo artists on the stage, females, and they might feel a little bit um, self conscious. Sometimes they can put out like a, a bit of a barrier, and they're not as vulnerable as I would like. That's what I'm trying to make them, right. you know, be right. comfortable enough, be vulnerable. Um, 
I was a bit nervous in the sound check. Everybody was a bit standoffish. I was like, how are you? We ended up going across the road uh, to the hotel um, for a cup of tea. Yeah, St. Patrick's Cathedral. And Mary Hawking just melts everybody, you know, because she's just shouting and yeah. cursing and giving out. And, yeah. and I think just for that cup of tea, we had a bit of a bonding moment. And it became a totally different show then. Right. It was magical. It was really, right. really magical. Yeah. You're working, you say you're, you got a bit of... Um, get up and go on you to get another album on the way. I know. Yeah. Um, the home and right. I so uh, my manager. I'm a manager now, Austin. He's great, Colin. Yeah. But he's trying to get me to come out, stay out this week, and, and go to Nashville and right. and meet some people and stuff like that. But to be honest, what I'd rather do is I want to go home and write some songs yeah. because I haven't been home. We haven't yeah. been home at all. We were on tour since July last year, and we're going back out in March again. We're going back out to America, and it's. It's, it's intense, you know, yeah, it's intense, yeah. and if you need to be able to turn off your brain to be able to go, okay, I don't have to think about who I'm staying with now, where I'm going to, who I'm meeting, what I'm doing, like, I'll, Nashville will always be there, yes. but I just want to make sure that I'm writing songs, thinking about what I want to make, and this is what the next three weeks, that's all I have, yeah. to, before I go back on tour again, to be able to think about what I want to say in my next album, and that's right. what I've decided that these three weeks are going to be. And um, have you any plans to get across the Canadian border? Loads plans. We were trying to get over even in April uh, on this American tour, and we were hoping for. It. We actually were talking about a gig in the embassy and all that. Um, but it's just time-wise and schedule-wise, it's just really hard to kind of. We need to be two years ahead of us, and after COVID, we're still not really on top of. Mm-hmm. You know, we're mm-hmm. still like feel like we're on the back foot. Mm-hmm. Still, even booking gigs, and we're still trying mm-hmm. to. And people aren't responding. We were, we were just in a, um, a panel there called selling tickets. Whose job is it to be selling tickets and we're finding that venues are a bit slower to kind of commit to a gig, you know, because people are not buying tickets mm-hmm. as much as they were. So it's all still very up in the air. Mm-hmm. We just have to keep going and plugging away, and and uh, and and that's what I've gotten from this conference is that hope that we can actually keep going and not be. And that's what this community is about: is coming together and actually realizing that we're all in the same boat and we're all trying to make it happen. So. What piece of music are we going to share with? Oh, <laughs> um, my favorite song is. Um, I'm not sure if you played this last year often when it came out but I wrote a song me and Andy wrote a song during lockdown called Sweet October and it was uh, about when autumn comes that there's a feeling of Christmas in the air because it was during lockdown and we thought everybody thought we'd be back to work you know yeah. Uh, yeah. Then, but we were thinking by October we'll definitely this is uh, April we were writing the song October we'll be back to work we'll be on tour in Germany and uh, obviously that didn't happen um, but also that the feeling that when in Ireland in particular when there's a, that kind of the, the seasons change there's a kind of a flip in the air where it, it just gets very crisp and you're just you're wearing a bit more clothes it's not nowhere near as cold as Canada at all but uh, <laughs> you know because it's probably warmer even still if you come into autumn and daytime but that kind of feeling of crisp and you can see smell you can smell the yeah but you can smell the fires people start lighting the fires yeah. and, the, and the crispness of the leaves on the ground that there's a lot of hope there that you can that's kind of our, our new year as well you know, in the way that new year January is new year I always feel like that that's the new year and you can start all over again so that's what's sweet October and where do people find you? I'm on evascott.com and if anybody's trying to spell my name who doesn't know Gaelic um, it's A-O-I-F-E um, scott.com and Aoife is um, it's, it's getting more popular because Aoife Donovan who's a, a North American singer songwriter Irish as well uh, she's in the Grammy next week okay, okay. you'd be a brilliant starter for um, um, Wordle if you were allowed it <laughs> thanks I think that's the best compliment I've had <laughs> <at the> conference. <laughs> thanks a million <laughs>